Welcome to Unconformed Podcast. This is a 30-ish minute podcast created by Darius Watkins and Ryan Thomas. We are two black males discussing the intersections between faith and culture. So join us on this ride while we chop it up for the next 30-ish minutes. Man, today on the podcast, we have man, a super dope guest today. Um, man, funny story, I was at um, the Anti-Gentrification Coffee Club today. Um, and I was with, uh, I saw my guy Bart up there. Uh, he's been on the podcast multiple times, so I'm sure y'all know who he is. Um, he was there. I was actually picking up a hoodie from my guy, uh, Brennan Steele. Uh, he was up there. I'm actually wearing the Breathe Brother hoodie right now that, uh, he, that he hooked me up with. I was picking it up and I was like, man, Memphis got so many creators, man. It's so many creators in the city that's doing so many dope things. And like at that moment, I was just like, you know, honored, uh, and just had so much pride in the city. And, Today, we got another one of those creators that's going to be on the podcast, man. I'm talking about my guy, Lamarque LaFlora. Um, this guy is an educator. This guy is a, a creative. This guy is an artist. This guy is uh, becoming basically like the fashion dude in Memphis, in my opinion, when it comes to a lot of stuff that he's doing. Uh, he's he's pouring in seeds, uh, and we're able to see, see these seeds being sown in real time. And it's super dope to watch Memphis's culture very own. Lamarque LaFlora, what's good, man? What up, what up? What's going on, y'all? Man, uh, it's dope to have you on here. Um, and I know y'all don't hear Ryan yet, but I'm pretty sure he'll be here any minute now. So he going to pop in. Uh, that's guaranteed. He gonna, he definitely going to pop in. But for now, Lamarque, tell us about yourself, man. Tell us who you are, um, where you come from in 60 seconds or less. Yeah. Um, born and raised in Memphis from this uh, community called Coral Lake. It's by... Uh, Westwood near Mississippi. Uh, being around church and stuff, uh, but when I got older, did not care at all, and uh, I had got into, like different spiritualities and dabbled into like um, different Eastern meditation and even stuff dealing with voodoo. And for a second, I was actually agnostic. Oh, for real? Like, uh, Anti-theist, yeah. Uh, for for high second, uh, I had folks who my boxing instructor was like a part of the Nation of Islam. I had an art teacher who was Catholic, and I was like, God, who are you? But when I asked God who he was, uh, I heard Jesus, and I was like, This stuff born, and so I feel like Christianity was born. I feel like Christians were born. And so, uh, I started following God, and uh, God showed me what my purpose was, and has to deal with recent fatherless in Memphis, uh, fatherhood. And so what I do is I have a clothing company uh, called Memphis Culture, and we also have a nonprofit called Kings of Distinction where we resupply the list in Memphis, and we try to form a long-lasting fellowship. That's, so. that's dope, man. Um, that's, that's super dope, bro, um, in all honesty, bro. Um, can you hear me well? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So with that being said, man, you you obviously do dope things in the city, man. You obviously like are super missional and super um just motivated in a lot of stuff you do. Like what brought about Memphis culture? Because uh, I feel like it low key came out of nowhere, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> well, it kind of did. But at the same time, so when I be when I did Kings of Distinction, which is the nonprofit, I saw that uh well one, I'm educated. And so I was teaching, I was teaching history at the time. Uh, my goal was to teach uh, history through art, but I wasn't being artistic enough. I was like, I'm not using this skill at all. And I was like, give me a way to actually use my skill. And also, uh, 
uh, I noticed that the boys I was mentoring, you know, uh, they didn't know who those or something. And so I was like, okay, so they need a job, and I also need to be creative. If I don't be creative, uh, I was like, if I don't be creative, like I'm going to die or something. Like, I need to be creative. So the goal was to utilize creativity, and the goal was to also utilize the fact that I'm mentor and to bridge them together. So how about I be creative, but also give my boys some, something for me to see how I have my own LLC. They mm-hmm. can also benefit by working in the LLC. Mm-hmm. That's dope, bro. That's and did you have any kind of model? Did you see somebody else who did it, uh, who did this like before you? Were you kind of just shooting from the hip, man? Like, talk to me about this. Like, help help me understand. Shooting from the hip. Uh, but I, there was a lot of people who had, um, with my purpose, I definitely shot from, from, from the hip. I just trusted God. Mm-hmm. But I was seeing that, uh, I began to like YouTube stuff. I went to YouTube University. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah. And so I started looking up like folks who did drop shipping, folks who began to buy uh, products in bulk. And um, my goal was to just do what they do. I was like, why reinvent the wheel? Let, let, let's just copy these folks. And so I saw successful people online and I just began to do what they did. And um, I already had a creative bent, I already knew what I wanted to do creatively. Mm-hmm. I just did business part, like we yeah. talk, talk, administrative part, like mm-hmm. we have a business and you have a purpose, Yeah, the administration, like the logistics, that's the part that can make you just like want to give up. But you know that if you don't do this purpose, then you would be missing out on a big portion of your life. Yeah. And so you know, to do all this hard stuff, all of this logistics, mm-hmm. all of the text, mm-hmm. I can tell you that's is from, from a TV from a title. But I need to know these taxes. Yeah, yeah. In order. I need to do this business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like all these mm-hmm. tax write offs that these rich folks get in, I need some tax write offs too. Hey, <laughs> so. hey, facts, facts, facts. Um, and in that man, you know, um, I, we was talking off air just just a minute ago, and you know, like, um, I, I kind, I'm kind of shooting off the shooting from the hip right now, um, uh, in the fact that um, by shooting out shooting out the hip, I, I created a nonprofit, and it's so many things that you don't know, um. It's so many things that you don't know um, where you just got to figure it out. Um, and you can yeah. you can either, you know what I'm saying? You can either like wait and keep waiting and keep waiting until you get things perfectly, perfectly right. Or you can like decide to like you can pray up on it and decide to like this is where God wants me to be right now. And I'm just going to figure things out as, as we go, because we all know that like it's so easy for men. Like I, we had we had, we had this conversation with uh, Brennan Steele on the podcast. It's so easy for men to to not do things and say they don't like doing things when they just fear the rejection or fear of failure, like all these things. And like it's it's so it's so cool to watch somebody in live time like just shoot from the hip and then it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's it's super yeah. encouraging. Um, and it's and I'm sure a lot of people have told you um about things about that and like how they've been encouraged by you. I think uh, when I was learning about um, basically like different emotional attachment theories. So, for example, they did this test where they were had they had two groups of kids. Mm-hmm. So one of the groups of kids, they allowed them to uh, like they, they they gave them the emotional security that they need. Like they gave them the proximity yep. uh, of like stuff like that. They spoke to them. 
the other group of kids were, it's crazy, this was inside the 50s, but these group of kids were neglected. Yep. But they found out after a prolonged period of time, the group of kids who actually had the proximity, who had the relationship capacity with their caregiver, they were mm-hmm. bigger physically. And they also were more willing to take risks because they mm-hmm. knew that they could go back to whoever their caregiver was and they would receive that comfort. The other group mm-hmm. did not do And uh, they were not willing to learn, that they were not willing to explore. They would they had all of the room to them, but they would just sit because they mm-hmm. were so men. And so the way that I viewed it was if I have God, if the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want mm-hmm. that. So I can go and do this stuff that God's called for me to do, and I know mm-hmm. that I can still go back to the throne and be like, God, did, please, did, did I do any of this wrong? Like, I can go back to him, so I know that he is where my help comes from. And so that was mm-hmm. really kind of the, the thought process, was that I can take this risk because mm-hmm. I know and then he got me. I'm not going to do nothing stupid. I'm not going right. to go out there. You know, getting a hundred thousand dollar business loan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and I think that's so encouraging, just from the sense that, uh, like, when you have that time to like really think about that and really like resonate on that, a lot of people will just like, black people specifically will say like, well, shoot, like, we don't really have that. Like, it's a lot of single moms at home. It's a lot of uh, fatherless, fatherlessness going on and whatnot mm-hmm. in society, and we really don't have the opportunity to have that attachment. Uh, but the attachment that comes like from like God, you know what I'm saying? And people like right. underestimate that a lot. Um, and some people like don't realize it too. So like, it's dope to hear you say that and talk about that. Um, Ryan, I think you had a question or a statement. The clothes look great. You know, you can tell it's very quality, you know, that is very professionally done. And mm-hmm. uh, man, listen, bro, I'm not a fashion forward guy at all myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just wondering if you guys had like, could put together like a what not to wear event for people like me. Mm-hmm. Dress like that. Mm-hmm. Think about that. I'm down. First things first, get a line. <laughs> so we gonna call this? No, no, that's, that's all good, man. Like, I did have a quick question about Memphis culture, though. Um, mm-hmm. So the name of your your clothing is Memphis culture with a K. Yeah. But my question is, if you had to describe Memphis culture with a C, like the actual culture of Memphis in one word, how would you describe it, and why? And I think all three of us can probably answer this. One word I would say is TLC. Mm. Even, even though it's like an acronym, you know, but I yeah. thought about like love and care. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what Memphis needs. Memphis mm-hmm. needs something. It's like Memphis has kind of been kind of forgotten. I feel like, and now folks starting to see, ooh, this building, that building, this neighborhood, that in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But for the past like 20, 30, 40 years, y'all done neglected this joint, and that's why. Types now that's being busted all because we had some little cold weather. You know, it's like <laughs> for sure. You know, the mm. one word I would use is bold, right? Mm. The reason I say that is because everybody that I've met in Memphis has this like boldness to them, you know, in the way mm. they carry themselves. Like it's almost like it just emanates from everybody that's here. Like you gotta be bold. Life is tough, but be bold, you know. We bold around here in Memphis, bro. Grit, gritty, gritty, gritty. Gritty. Go ahead, Derek. Come on now. Hey, John Morant, gritty came. I um, I would say uh, I would say if I if I had to define Memphis culture in one word, I would say reciprocal. 
Uh, and when I say that, um, like I've learned like super easy, like why being, being in Memphis, like if you give yourself to the city of Memphis, Memphis gives itself back. Like nine mm-hmm. times out of 10. Like if you give yourself to the city of Memphis, Memphis gives itself back. If you check somebody from Memphis, they're going to check you back and hurt your feelings. Like it's over with. I'm sorry. Like it, it's, it's a wrap. Don't, don't even try it. Don't come for me. Don't come for them folks. I'm from South Haven. I'm from, I'm from Rattle Street. I don't claim it because uh, I already learned my lesson in doing that before. But if you give yourself to Memphis, Memphis will give itself back every single time. Um, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would what, you say? You said reciprocal. You you educated Negro. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you know, you know what I'm saying, man. T word. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Took a little, took a little GRE. Had to learn some words. Uh, but speaking of Memphis, man, talk to me about Memphis as it is in heaven. It's literally on your shirt right now. Tell us where the concept yeah. came from. Tell us what that means. Uh, and I mean, we're we gonna give you a chance to plug your website and stuff like that at the end. But tell us all that. Yeah. So in Memphis, as it is in heaven, is our motto. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, we think about the thing that Memphis needs, and Memphis uh, really does need. It really does need somebody to actually uh, invest in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like no, no sense of like um, I don't know. There's something about the people who tend to like invest in large ways. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's not fully pure. It's like there's like you you want to kind of like lead the people by. like you, you want to get what you can out of this. Yep. You don't really care. And so that has been the, the thought process. And so I began to pray and I began to ask God, God, help us, God. And um, I began to really say to myself in Memphis as is in heaven, because that was like a prayer. I was praying that there would be in Memphis that it would be like it is in heaven. Because uh, when we, that's the whole goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is for God. And we know that when the kingdom comes, it's conquering. Like we serve a conquering. Mm-hmm. And so, hearts have been conquered. We're meant to conquer our flesh. We're meant to do that. We're meant to be warriors. And so, with him being a conqueror, we praying that God will come and conquer all this. Because mm-hmm. everything that people would say Memphis is about. If you leave Memphis and you say that you're from Memphis, folks would be like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, it's like they'll they'll start to <laughs> they'll they'll grab their purse a little bit. It's like they'll like start to think think that you're just gonna rob them. It's like the thought process outside of Memphis is that Memphis is so ratchet and so 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 ghetto. But somebody who's born and bred from here, mm-hmm. like I can tell you a complete different story. Like um, I, I like folks see Memphis and they think about a uh, hustling flow or something. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not what God has meant for Memphis to to be. And the logo of Memphis culture mm-hmm. has a steamboat because Memphis, the Memphis culture is becoming like a hot spot. Like it's trending. Mm-hmm. Even when, when you see Orilla perform, she say, let's do this the Memphis way. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. And then she got like Memphis joking folks. Mm-hmm. You know, like Memphis hip hop is really like, it's like the scene. It's the whole and even Drake. Yeah, I know how really right is. I was Drake, but we don't worry about that. But uh, even Drake has tried his hardest to like tap into the little Memphis that came from his dad. But we yep. know you Canadian, stop playing. And so it's like, <laughs> Hard. Look at Ryan. Look at Ryan. He feels a kind of way. Pray for him, y'all. Uh, it's like yeah, Ryan likes Ryan likes getting hard, man. It ain't his fault. 
Man, oh, Lord. <laughs> light skin. Well, he used to be the light skin legend, but I ain't going to call him that no more. He lost that title after that last mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but go ahead, man. Folks can still listen to um, But I, I, I think I just have a different taste in music, I think. Yeah. But um, my process was seeing how people view Memphis and seeing how folks from Memphis put themselves out there and they play into the stereotype. Mm-hmm. They literally sell their pain. They sell their trauma. And they act like, ooh, this ain't what God has meant for this city to be. And so the steamboat, because the steamboats uh, transport goods and services and even people mm-hmm. throughout the Mississippi region, yeah. the Mississippi River Basin, uh, it's like the thought process that this steamboat will transport the gospel. The steamboat will transport all of the good, all of the positivity, all of the this huge artistic cultural hub that mm-hmm. is Memphis. Everything mm-hmm. that's good is meant to be transported from this journey. Mm-hmm. Because Memphis is a real distribution city, even from like its echo. Like mm-hmm. Memphis was a distribution port. Mm-hmm. It was big on the banks of the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. And I has I was even like um when I was in college, I was noticing that a lot of my friends were different. And I was like, God, why? I wanted to grow old with these people. And the, and the Lord showed me that what is happening in Memphis is meant to be distributed. Like, the growth that people get, folks come to Memphis and they get married. Folks come to Memphis and they get a degree. Mm-hmm. Folks come to Memphis and they find a good, good community and they go somewhere else, but they still come back to Memphis to live with that community or be with that community. Like, folks be doing that because they see that the culture in Memphis and just the thing that God has given us is actually very special and it's actually very unique. But if we use this for the, for the glory of God, man, it's just Yo, I love that you mentor young young men and boys, man. Uh, you have a mentorship group called Kings of Distinction. Yep. Uh, man, you know when I when I used to host block parties back in the day, we used to uh, draw them in with pizza. You know, mm-hmm. so like you, they come for the pizza, but they stay uh-huh. for the peace. You know that they feel on the inside. Yeah. Oh, like is, that. <laughs> is that a bar? Is that a bar? So it's, it's kind of a bar. They, they, hey, they come yeah. for the peace. They stay for the peace. You know, and so um, you know, Jesus does call us to be fishers of men. And right. so my question for you is like, how do you think God will use Memphis culture, your your uh, clothing brand, um, to draw men and boys into a relationship with Himself? Yeah. So, you know. The goal with Memphis Culture was for me to get my creativity out. It was for me to also get a... Um, I noticed that a lot of the boys didn't have a job, and I wanted for them to work for Memphis Culture. I wanted them to get like an opportunity to get paid for living out their dream with Memphis Culture. Like, seeing me live out mine, and I want for them, as I help them with their purpose, mm-hmm. for them to do that. And so uh, the thing um, was kind of like to think about what you said a little bit, like how do we draw them in? It's like people are drawn in. I think for me, God just giving me a gift for kind of like how to like talk to young folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they really just just, just drawn in just by like uh, uh, reciprocity. I, okay. I beat you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Knock it off. Knock it off. But it's like uh, the thought process is that like I'm just being who I am, and the goal is to love on these these folks. the 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 goal is to care for them. The goal is for them to know that hey, there's somebody who's young, who loves God, and who lives in how God done called for this man to live. Like I'm actually living like a purpose for life. 
And so I want to see that journey. And I do purposely go for those. Yeah, the, the goal is to uh, get the fatherless. Like ask ask the goal. And I, I so, would say I would say clothing is actually very evangelistic. Oh yeah. Because you know if you got like a suit and tie and a three piece and a tuxedo and a, a mm-hmm. mascot. And you know, sometimes that can be a turn off to people. You know what I'm saying? But you know, the way you dress, the way you appear, do you seem approachable? Do you seem relatable? Like all yeah. of that is so important. Mm-hmm. No, they, they they gonna try hard. They gonna try hard. I think um, the thought process is to just be who I am, and I want for them to enjoy like. Just somebody being who they are. Like I don't want there to be nothing extra. Like I don't want there to be nothing dealing with uh like who I how how, how do I say this? My my biggest goal was to be free. Like I wanted to be free. And the Lord granted me the freedom that I desired. Mm-hmm. Like Crazy. gave me freedom from sin. Like he gave me the freedom from living out the things on, on my flesh. Like mm-hmm. gave me freedom to have this, uh, to to grow closer to him and to not be bound by the world. Mm-hmm. And so, for them to see somebody that's not being conformed, but that's being transformed by the new of their minds, you know, it's like that's big. <laughs> you know, it's like that's big. Like I'm really not trying to be like the stereotypical black man. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 not meant to be stereotypical anyway. We not meant to fit in the box. And yeah. black people can be very traditional to the point where it's a fault, where we can do so because we thought other black people are doing this. So all they got to do is put a little campaign and put some black person with, with some locks in it or some black girl that got her edges laid. And boom, you have the whole demographic. But they've been like, this has been happening for a long period of time, how to reach, how to market to the Negro. Mm-hmm. And so this, we have come into a, a sense that black people have to do X, Y, Z, that black people have to look like X, Y, Z. And that is putting us in a box and that is destroying our mental. <laughs> like that is literally destroying us. And so I want for them to see me not fit within the bounds. Folks don't even be thinking I'm from Memphis. I'm, I'm born a bread here. I done lived in Orlando for like a summer. But I have literally lived my entire life here. And folks be joking because I ain't been out the country. Mm-hmm. And like, we can't wait for you to get out the country, Marky. Like, we can't wait to woo woo woo. But it's like, I'm, I'm actually super Memphis to a T. But I don't fit the box because God don't call for us to fit no box. Mm-hmm. I was even talking to my boys about this, this kind of getting to something else. But I was talking to my boys about, they keep talking about like, you know, like the Zodiac and stuff. And I was like, y'all, this is not, this is putting you in a box. Mm-hmm. God does that you be defined to a T by any rando person. Mm-hmm. Like, that is that is limiting. And it's so yeah. funny that we want to be free, but we don't want to be free. Like, that don't make sense to me. If you're going to be free, then be free. And God gives us the spirit of freedom. That's, God, that's true. Right, you speak, you speaking some heat, bro, uh, off the rip. <laughs> but, uh, man, like, yeah. it's so much truth to what you just said, though. It's so much truth to what you said. And, uh, and like, ultimately, like, people just won't, People want it to be easy. People want to right. be able to put people in a box so that it's easy, so that it's predictable, so that they can know how to speak and how to do this. Um, and like, I hate to like harp on this, but like, that's kind of like why I don't like Enneagram culture 
Because like, come on, a, a lot of them folks like they really be like, well, "What's your enneagram number?" No, bro, you finna find out my name. You finna find out where I'm from. You finna <laughs> find out my actual story before you put me in a box based on my enneagram number or my wing, whatever you want to call it. So like, right, right, right. So, I, I agree. agree with that. So 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 yeah, and and again, like I'm glad that people like you know can get some self confidence, can understand themselves better based on an Enneagram or based on a Zodiac sign or anything like that, more so Enneagram and Zodiac sign uh, for a lot of reasons. But like, um, but, but like with that being said, like, I'm glad you get the opportunity, but don't like take that and limit yourself. Don't take that and put yourself in a box. Like just because you're not a one don't mean you can't a one on an Enneagram don't mean you can't have a business. Um, just because you're not an eight, um, just because you're not an eight on the, um, Enneagram doesn't mean that you can't challenge people. Um, yeah. Yeah, and at the same time, just because you an eight don't just because you an eight don't mean you can be a jerk or a, or a, hey. yeah, I know what I'm trying to say. You know what I want to say, yeah. but um, with that, like, be let's be real though. It's so much truth in what you what you're saying, man. And um, when you talk about Memphis culture, when you talk about talk about like the rap game being on top, like Memphis is running the rap game right now. Um, it and is. we had a conversation like a month ago, uh, Marky. We had a conversation like a month ago, and we were talking about music, and you were kind of talking about like what we consume and like how it may be impacting us at young ages and we don't even know it. I know it was a month ago, but can you just kind of like talk about that right now? So, um, music is a for sure way to kind of like catchy things get in our mind. And, um, I have found that kids, Kids be viewing like music videos like they like a movie. Like mm-hmm. I've seen literally front of laptop and doing like this like over and over. It's like this like this is really trapping you. Mm-hmm. And this this is actually putting you into a trance. Like you are thinking that this is what Memphis insert N word do. And so this is what I should do too. Mm-hmm. Because from Memphis, and I want to fit this, and so that's what I'm gonna do. And the lyrics that they be saying literally don't be saying nothing. Like I love my son from top of hands to so so much. It's like, but sometimes, and I tell him sometimes the, the music that like I adopted uh, someone, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I tell him like some of the music that you listen to, like this is it may have a good beat, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Everything else is absolutely detrimental to your mental and emotional well-being mm-hmm. this music is actually very de- depressing it was like it's like everybody being like i got demons you're not supposed to have demons that's sad oh. it's like why do you have such immense trauma because the thought process was that music was supposed to e- express who you were that was the thought process but what's happening is that people are expressing who they are but they're glorifying you. you should not be glorifying the fact that you have so much trauma and that you have a demonic stronghold like, it's just, it's just sad. Like, you need to go to therapy. You need to go somewhere <laughs> for a workout. Yes. You need to go to take a shower multiple times and go get your diet straight or something. Mm-hmm. You need to do something to help you out because this music is putting you into a trance and you literally can't see yourself outside of this. And a lot of the music be literally like the, like the videos be the same. You, you in front of some dilapidated house, you waving guns and you got, uh, you smoking and you, you flashing money and you Flashing chains. Mm-hmm. One, why are you in front of that black dead after the house? Like, why do you, you know? It's, it's like, 
<laughs> and it's like, dude, look, this is where your money is going to. Your, your money is going to things that do not fully benefit you. Like, I was talking to them about, like, entertainment. Like, the entertainment is not meant to take away your life. The entertainment is meant to bring you life. The entertainment is meant to actually be a good distraction, a good way of um, rest or something. Mm-hmm. The entertainment, sometimes I listen to, which music has become a form of entertainment, is it, actually not a way... Because, of course, they're not thinking, thinking about trying to glorify God. They're not thinking about trying to benefit people in any way, shape, or form, or truly expressing themselves like in a creative way. They're trying to entertain the masses, and they're trying to entertain the system and the mm-hmm. different in, like industry, and they're just putting themselves in this box. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids see this, and they think that this is what we should listen to. This is who we are. This is the kind of stuff that we like. But this is the kind of stuff that has been fed to you. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Born and bred inside this city, the only project that and the only uh, classic Memphis hip-hop I heard was when I was at school. Mm-hmm. I did not know. I have never heard the song, and I don't even know, like, where the song is at. I just know, like, the term, like, when folks say, don't save her. You don't want to be saved. Mm-hmm. I have not heard that song. I didn't know what Chicken Head was. Mm-hmm. I just knew that folks would be saying, bop, bop. You know, it's like, I didn't know this stuff. And I didn't know this stuff because we had a whole different culture. Because we had a different way of saying stuff. We had a different way of doing stuff in, in, in my family. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just learned who, you know, you know, the gangster walk and who, who, who was. I just learned that stuff until like, I was in college. Yeah. And so not saying that, uh, but we had this sense of like, um, we had a sense of dignity. And they didn't, because we would still listen to one on Six Apart or whatever. I don't know if anybody will remember, but the, the BT Wars were like a whole holiday for us. Yep. Like, it was like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, the BT Wars. We, we, we. It's like we would we, we, we be doing that. And the thought process was that we were just doing stuff that was black or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, we had a sense of just like, we're not going to do what everybody else doing. Like, we're we going to try our best to be, you know. Us and we had like our own little little bubble in our family and then our mm-hmm. ethnicity or whatever. Yeah, it's just like we just didn't do what everybody else did. Like our thought process was different from people in the world. It's not white folks and black folks. It's folks who follow God and folks who don't follow God. And so we were able to deal with all kinds of people of different ethnicities just because of the ethnicity that we did and because of the upbringing that we had to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't say the point. I think it's like you just said, like. It's all about dignity. You know, God sees mankind as made in his image. Therefore, they have inherent dignity because of it. And I think my gauge is always when I'm listening to music, listening to, you know, whether any genre, it's like, how is this song portraying, you know, the, the dignity of man or is it not? You know what I'm saying? And usually that's kind of my gauge. You know, I've said it plenty of times on the podcast. I don't like music that talks about killing people. Like, I don't like it at all. I I don't think it's any way around it to make it redemptive. You know what I'm saying? Because what are we talking about? So, like, I definitely feel you on that. And I think we have similar upbringings. We had a whole episode about um, hip hop. uh, Well, secular music, basically. That's what we we talked about. But um, I thought that was a great point you made, man. So kudos to you. 
Yeah, man. And I think that like somebody like who's in the CHH Christian hip hop space that like does a great job of just like talking about the band in, in it all is KB. Um Triple got a song called Wake Wake Up um in his future in K it's featuring KB. And in it, like his verse, it says, uh, all things fall apart, decays our lot. Pleasures faded and sedated. We're great when we're numb. Lottie dotted, we we parted like I'm with them dogs. You on demon time, realize God owns the clocks. Hey, hey, I like that last. And that was and, and that was just like the first four bars. And, yeah. and but, <laughs> but like I, I like him. I love K, KB and uh I, I'm really getting up on no big deal. Bro, tell me bro No Big Deal is dope, bro. He's one of my favorite rap artists. Tell me why on Christmas morning, um, I was being lazy. Christmas is on Sunday. Um, I was being super lazy. I rolled over, tapped you on the shoulder, my wife on the shoulder, and I was like, Hey, you want to go to church? I didn't say, like, let's go to church. I said, hey, you want to go to church? <laughs> she was like, nah. And then just rolled back over and went to sleep. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, bet. Tell me why an hour later, one of my boys texted me and said, hey, bro, no big deal is at our church right now. Wow. That's he was in Memphis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's wild, fool. Well, you know he's from Murfreesboro. So, like, he, so like, he probably know. got some family. Yeah, he, got, he probably got some family or something like that that's here. I think his wife is, like, from around, like, this area. Um, so like that that's my guess. But like, yeah, man. So when you feel like you're supposed to go to church, man, just go on here, go. Don't <laughs> don't don't try to don't 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 blame nobody else. Or don't don't put it on nobody else. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know he was in Memphis, fool. That's crazy. Bro, I'm talking about at, at my church on a Sunday and, and I wasn't even there, bro. I'm still I'm, I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt. The date is uh December 29th, so it's still pretty fresh. The wound's still pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh, Lamarque, man, um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about, or anything else you'd like us to ask you about that we hadn't already talked about? Oh, that's how you do an interview now. You ask him if you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Now I want to make sure he get an opportunity to say whatever he want to say on this platform. Let him get it off his chest. <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna let you finish up with sharing your websites and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I appreciate it. Yo, ask me about my adoption. Yeah, man. Talk, uh, walk us through that process. You said you you uh, recently adopted a son. I didn't know that. Like when you said that you was your son, um, yeah. When you said your son was with you before we started recording, I was like, maybe it's a kid that he mentoring. He just called him son, or maybe That's he got I married. Know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, but e- but e- either way, man. Walk, uh, t- talk to us about that, man. Tell us like as much as you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah. No. So that is that. So like, it's not necessarily like legal. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like it's like adopted son. Yeah. But it's like our process is that um you see a need and you feel it. I honestly feel like um there's man, I was thinking like this the other day. I was like, yo, like now this is not the case with him. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's like those dads who don't take care of their kids, that's where we come in. But but it's like I was like, man, like these folks is missing out. Like they they missing out on how awesome these kids are. Yeah. Like they missing out. these kids are really brilliant. And so um, I was just thinking, like, and I actually was kind of like moved to tears a little bit. I was like, dang, like they just they just missing like these kids, bro. They missing these folks like um, become more who they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, missing out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with this man, though. Um, his father passed. He was, uh, like, and so, uh, 
what I did is uh, I actually it's is now it's kind of interesting. I had a dream mm. before I met him. I had a dream, and I knew that there was this person in the dream that I was calling myself. And so, uh, you know, I'm just being educated. You know, just just being black and saying, yeah, 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 teaching kids. You know, mm-hmm. and then this man. I was like, where have I seen this man before? And just out of nowhere, like, he was, you know, having, you know, like, ride issues or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Let's talk talk, talk to your mom. I'll take, take you to school. Lots of so that's that. And uh, over the course of time, I realized, oh, shoot, that's, like, he is, like, the one in the dream. Like, I literally, like, I think, like, the more that I looked at him, I was like, why is he so familiar? Why is he so familiar? And I actually, I moved into a house and I wrote down all my dreams. I cannot find my dream book. I do not wear. Uh, I wrote down all my dreams. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I couldn't find it out. But um, I kind of had a dream about him uh, before I, I met him. So for him, for, for me to just kind of like take him, you know, kind of on my wing, just like love on him, man. Like that was just like natural. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not, it's not legal. So I'm not like he's legal guardian. But it's like uh, whenever... Uh, speak to his mom whenever his mom speaks, speaks to me. Like it, it is definitely in a sense of uh, kind of like co-parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this man has what what God has done in this season. I'm literally learning how to be a son of God by learning how God fathers me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, somebody! Like I'm like just like being like learning how to like. Um, really like father in like a way that God is like called for us to do it and how he's called for us to be patient. And he like, he's very patient with us. He's very gracious with us. God sees us do dumb stuff all day, mm-hmm. but it's like so kind to us. Right. And so like, um, seeing that, and there have been times where it's like, yo, like this might be really dis- disappointing. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the way that, um, I'm seeing how God, does me, how God shows, how God disciplines me, how God shows me grace, how God enjoys being with me, like he wants me to spend time with him, mm-hmm. he desires that, you know, it's like, that is how I should be with this man it's like, God don't really want for me to get like so tired of this man, and be like, yo, like forget this man, like, you know, like you did something, something done the, the, the other day I don't even want to talk to you, you get my face it's like, the Lord does not re- reject us, like he adopts us and he accepts us. Mm-hmm. And that's what God has called me to do with this man. So I, I'm actually learning how he fathers us and how to be a son of God based on this job. Hey, and I, I think I've met your son before, right? I don't think so. Ryan, come here. Okay. Yeah, he's actually beside me. But, uh, okay, okay. Uh, hey, that killed the, kill the silence, too, man. It did exactly what you said, fool. At the start <laughs> uh, of the you know, Yeah. I'm like, I, I still had to throw a few, few objects at him. I was like, why are you being loud in front of me? So, here goes this man. Look at how he looking. Oh, what up, man? Uh, that might hey. look bigger than you, fool. He is. He weighs 90. <laughs> and his, and his <laughs> so, look longer. Hey, I picked that man up, and I almost body slammed him. But like, <laughs> 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 hey, man, y'all got to... Hey, if you if you're listening right now, man, you got to be on YouTube. You got to watch this episode on YouTube if, if you want to like get the visuals, man. This episode is not the same without the visuals, so I'm just throwing I'm it out you. there. 
Hey, yeah, man, it, we, we we need some more YouTube love, man. Y'all don't mess with us on YouTube, but that's all good. I, still love I thought it was just like the podcast. I'm so serious. You said what? You know, Lamar Key. I you thought said, it was just well, it's yeah. a podcast. We on YouTube too, uh, but I mean, we're not getting that much love on YouTube. But the Never Nerdy video got over a thousand views, so we up in there. That's right. So like, we 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 doing some, we doing some, man. So um, we, we, we gonna we gonna we gonna take them, we gonna take that dub and roll with it. Um, but with that <laughs> with that being said, man, Lamar Key, man, Memphis culture. Somebody listening right now, they say they want to get it, man. How what do they go to? How do they find it? We gonna link it in the in the description. But go ahead, tell them for the people who don't read the description. Yeah, <laughs> all you that read and maybe you forgot how to. Uh, <laughs> culture dot com. with the K is where you can get all of the latest drip. And so, um, a fraction of my proceeds go to mentoring in Memphis. Uh, we got stuff for men, women. We even started some for little babies. Mm. So, uh, we trying to we trying to reach all our bases here. But, but it's a fraction of my proceeds go to mentoring in Memphis, and we just we feeling the need. You ain't got to dip from Memphis in order to get the latest drill. You can actually get it right here. Okay, what about your social medias? Yeah, it's on IG Memphis Culture, and on Facebook Memphis Culture. All Memphis Culture with the K, Memphis Culture with the K dot com. Facts, 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 man. And, and hey, if you don't live in Memphis, you can still rock the drip. Uh, it, it is a, it's a mentality, man. Support us. If you supporting the podcast, you support Memphis. Keep, keep supporting Memphis through supporting him. Uh, it got it got the Uncle Foreign Podcast stamp of approval, guaranteed. Um, yeah, yeah. We ain't, we ain't got the drip yet, but but it's coming, man. The the budget coming together. The budget is coming together. Uh, <laughs> but man, right. uh, it, it it really is dope material. It really is creative. Um, and you can tell that like. As somebody from the outside looking in, you can tell that like effort is put into the way things look. Um, it's not just like words on there, and it's not just that's right. It's not just something that's basic, man. Uh, effort is put into every single detail, and you can tell the part, the people that's doing it are detail oriented. Yes, very very nice uh, font. You know what I'm saying? Don't look ironed on. <laughs> so it's just a little nice, bro. That's just nice. The kind looks soft. So yeah, definitely go check out that merchandise. Buy you some, and uh, I gotta buy me some too, man. I got I gotta step up. Facts, 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 man. Uh, Hold us to that, man. Uh, If we ain't done it by episode one ten, then hey, hold us to the fire. Hold us to the fire. Uh, But with that being said, man, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review on on Spotify. Also, follow us on YouTube if you can at Uncaform Podcast. The link will be in the bio. And also follow us on Instagram at Uncaform Podcast as well as Facebook at, you guessed it, Uncaform Podcast, man. Get at us, man. Show us support, man. And uh, hey, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate y'all, folks. Yes. Marquis, love you, brother. Love, man. Love y'all. Hey, and don't let that man fool y'all talking about educated Negroes. This man got a whole master's degree out here, man. This, this man is educated <laughs> himself, man. So don't so don't don't be out here assuming. Right. Right, right. Before before Uncle Foreign Podcast, man. My name is Darius Watkins. Yep, I'm Ryan Thomas. And with Memphis Culture, we out.